Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 47 of Therapy Thoughts with Lindsay. And as always, well, at least for the the last few months or so, Randy Cash is way over there through the computer. How are you, Mr. Cash? Hey, I'm doing well, trying to survive the COVID. <laughs> right. I'm doing pretty good. About the same, trying to survive this interesting world that we're living in. I sometimes try to stay away from words like the new normal and right. stuff like that because, man, we're just we're, we're in we're in a bit of a process at the moment. I refuse to accept that. You refuse to accept that. <laughs> I understand. What do you I have understand. in store for us today? Oh, you know, kind of along those lines, what's really interesting, and I don't know if this has been affecting you or not. I know that you tend to be a pretty in touch guy, you know, with like emotions and stuff like that. But man, I feel like for at least the last month or so, and I know we we missed last week, partly because I had a lot of things going on, but I have been sort of inundated with people that are reaching out and just saying, you know, man, I feel anxious all the time. I feel like my depression is being spiked. I just feel really just out of sorts, you know, and I I thought as much as yes, I've been talking a lot about relationships and I still have my relationship workshop that, you know, is going on kind of in the background. I've got my free relationship communication guide that I'm happy for you to download and kind of look through from a relationship perspective, but I thought we would change gears a little bit today and just sort of talk about how to manage some of the emotional overwhelm and angst that I feel like so many people are experiencing right now. Yeah, I would imagine you get separated from the people that you interact with a lot, people that you Mm -hmm. care about, that you're used to, uh, you know, talking, sharing Mm -hmm. things with. It has to Mm -hmm. be uh, very negative on your state of mind. It's that. I think it's also the the not knowing, you know, the brain is sort of I mean, it is complex and it isn't at the same time. Like it 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 likes to know what to expect, what, you know, kind of how to adjust to the things that are happening. And so, you know, I think back in March, there was a lot of, okay, we're going to stick this out. We can do it. We're going to make it through this process. And then the longer that things have kind of drawn on and processed. I think it's gotten a little harder for some people, a lot of people really, to stay in that positive mindset. And I want to be really clear when I say positive mindset, I am not a proponent of these ideas of like toxic positivity. And so I'll just kind of explain what I mean. Like positivity which I think I'm a pretty positive person. I try to look at the, you know, the positive side of life is simply allowing yourself to stay in the positive side, regardless of what's going on negatively. But that doesn't mean you ignore the negative. You give voice to the negative. You validate the negative. You allow yourself to feel your feelings. And I think the po- the toxic positivity culture is really an interesting kind of animal in and of itself, where it's almost like this avoidance of negative feelings. And I don't necessarily think that that's what we want to go for, right? We we don't want to avoid the negative. We don't want to act like the negative's not there, but we also don't want to get fused with the negative in a way that feels like now that's all we're doing is thinking about the negative. Does that, does that make sense what I'm going for there? Absolutely. I had never heard of toxic positivity before just now, and that's a new one. I would say there's a lot of, and I'm not like the media and all that man kind of deal, but there is a <laughs> lot of fear out there mm-hmm. with 
everything that's going on right now yeah. in the world, you know, and that's a, it's a bad place to kind of start from. It'd be really easy to get sucked into those negative feelings, man, when you're surrounded right. by this fear and unknown, you know? Yeah. It's like, you know, I, I want people to bring balance. You know, I want you to be able to find ways to feel your feelings, express yourself, let yourself be down for a minute if that's what you need to do. But then also at the same time, not feeling like you're a bad person if you allow yourself to have a bad moment. And and I think that's part of where that toxic positivity mindset or culture comes from. And I don't think it's it's like bad intentioned. I just think it sometimes doesn't land quite the way uh, we want it to, or we would like it to, or we think it should. Um, some, some great ways to think about it is like when you'll hear people say, well, you may be having a bad day, just be positive and pull yourself out of it. Or if you change your thinking, you'll change your life. And although there may be some truth to that, um, I, I don't think it's the answer. You know, I think that the bigger piece of that is that we need to actually say, okay, what am I experiencing? What am I feeling? Can I validate that what I'm feeling is it's okay to feel that way? And then what steps can I take to get out of my own way. And that's where things like self-care and doing things to sort of intentionally take care of yourself come into play. It's not about avoidance because if you avoid something, if you just push it down and you say, well, you know, I, I got to just avoid the negative and act positive all the time. It's not going to go anywhere. It's going to sit right beneath the surface and it's going to sort of fester and turn into probably bigger, badder feelings that, that are even more difficult to process and manage. So I think it's a better like a better outcome if we just process things as we go. And I think you're right when you say that right now there's a lot of unknowns and the, you know, our brains don't do very good with that. They don't like not knowing what's coming next. If it's, you know, not knowing about schools opening, if it's not knowing about travel possibilities, if it's not knowing about, I'm not making this political, but just the, the election stuff that's coming up and a lot of, you know, emotional feelings that get wrapped up in that. Um, if it's some of the civil unrest that's going on in various cities and, you know, rioting and protesting and things like that, there's just a lot of emotional upheaval at the moment. And that's going to take some time to really process, you know, and, and we have to give ourselves, you know, the space to process what we're feeling. You like feel your feelings. That's what we got to do. Yeah, I think if you for me personally, recognizing and accepting, you know, the negativity has helped me to learn how to work through it, which in turn mm -hmm. helped me to learn how to change my thinking and learn to avoid potential uh, negative situations before they mm -hmm. happen, you know, but when they do come around, man, it was, it's all about, you know, working through it. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it is one of those things that sometimes it is helpful to know that we're not alone, you know, that that other people are experiencing the same levels of angst and unrest and internal just ickiness, because it is that ickiness that I think a lot of times we, we don't know how to process. And even if um, we know that feeling our feelings is a necessity, it doesn't feel good to feel negative. You know, it, it, it the whole concept of that is not pleasant, but the brain is really good at kind of giving us a worst case scenario and feeding into our fears and our worries and our concerns. And so really what I've been doing a lot of with clients even over the last few weeks has been just trying to help, you know, validate, give space, allow you to start figuring out like what are some self-care things that you can do 
be it every day or every couple of days, that can help you to really ground yourself and not feel so overwhelmed by the things that are out of your control. It really comes down to control, if you think about it. We don't like feeling out of control. We don't like feeling like we don't have a handle on the things that are happening around us. And that can really lead to levels of just, you know, you know, some some high levels of like depression and anxiety and, and other just life transitional sort of feelings that don't feel very good. That old saying, it's the little things. And sometimes mm-hmm. with like self-care, it's just little things. A friend mm-hmm. of mine was saying, dude, I just went and got my nails done because I needed to do something for me. And it took an hour and it didn't cost very much money, but it made me very happy and Mm -hmm. made my day better. The little thing. I love that. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, you know, and I think that definitely self-care can be like, you know, going and getting your nails done or getting a massage or something like that. But it also could just simply be, um, I know before we started recording today, you said sometimes you'll just sit out on your front porch and drink your coffee and just kind of take in the day, you know, getting some nature in your day. And that right there could be a version of self-care or a bit of a routine. You know, I think for people that are trying to figure out like, wow, I'm going to be working for home from home for a, you know a while longer and it just feels like I never get out of the you know I never leave my office at home or whatever it may be and I know for me if I'm seeing like four or five clients back to back once I get to a break I go water my plants or I go you know just outside and kind of breathe in some fresh air if you can't do that sometimes just changing your scenery within your home if you're you know watching a bunch of meetings for your job or whatever can you take one meeting from the kitchen, one meeting from the ba- uh, the bedroom, one meeting from the office. I mean, it's okay to change your scenario some. Um, the other thing is, like I said, just to make sure that if you're if you're feeling overwhelmed or exhausted or anxious, and you just need to sort of decompress and rest a bit. But that's going to be an important piece of it, too, to listen to what your body is needing. Make sure you're feeding yourself. Make sure you're hydrating yourself. I know that sounds so simple in theory, but when we feel really um, angsty and at odds with ourselves, it can be easy to forget those things like just general like, okay, did I, you know, did I brush my teeth today? Have I had any water to drink? Have I eaten today? Like those things can be easy to forget. And so I'm trying to get people to almost just imagine, you know, we talk about hitting a reset button in your relationship, but sometimes it's hitting a reset button in the relationship with yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I start my day, I guess, every day with self-care. I, I hadn't thought of mm-hmm. it that way until you just said it, because I do. I spend it every mm-hmm. day uh, before I go to work. I spend an hour out on my front porch mm-hmm. drinking coffee, just kind of, like you said, taking it in. I think mm-hmm. about things that I need to do today, uh, mm-hmm. comedy, recording the podcast, you know, things mm-hmm. in my personal life, and I reflect upon things and try to, you know, plan mm-hmm. out my day. So, yeah, it, and it's very important to me, and it does mm-hmm. a lot for my state of mind also. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I've I've had a lot of clients as of late that I've really been encouraging to do some journaling. And there's so many different ways to journal. I really can't touch on all of them. I've done some previous blog posts about journaling. If anybody's listening and you'd like some suggestions on how to start journaling in your life, please let me know. But, you know, sometimes I'll just sit down. I have a drawer in my little cabinet behind me here that's full of journals and, you know, just empty blank journals that I can pull out whenever I need to and just sort of free associate my thoughts, get them out of my head so that I'm able to, you know, not feel like I'm, I'm just absorbing all of that negative emotion and spiraling and spinning on it inside my head. 
it's not magic, you know, you're going to probably have to continually do it. That's why self-care is something that we want to do, you know, on a continuous basis, but it doesn't have to take a long time. It's also one of those things where, you know, just allowing yourself sometimes to go, okay, I'm going to take a deep breath. I'm going to walk away from the intensity of what I'm experiencing and what I'm feeling at the moment. And then I'll come back to it with a clear, fresh mind. I would imagine if you didn't have that hour in the morning or 30 minutes even in the morning that you might feel really rushed and kind of out of sorts throughout your day if you didn't have that. Yeah, absolutely. There's Mm -hmm. something to be said about like writing with pen to paper that's mm-hmm. very relaxing, very, do I say, cleansing, I guess, for me mm-hmm. anyway. And there, I don't know. There's yeah. just something. I don't know how to articulate it about mm-hmm. when you write out, especially how you're feeling, and when you just mm-hmm. get that out, even if it is just writing. And it, it has always helped me in the past. Yeah, there's there's a different cognitive process of almost like healing mechanism that happens when you actually write with pen and paper versus just saying it out loud or thinking it or typing it. It's almost like if you want to imagine when you go to write something down, you're less likely to use a bunch of filler words. You're less likely to talk around an issue because it takes a certain amount of effort to sit there and write. And so you're a lot more likely to like get to the heart of the matter and to get the, you know, the the main points out on on paper. And, you know, journaling is usually the the place I go first. You know, sometimes I'll say, okay, think of it like this. Maybe for the first couple of weeks, you just write down your thoughts and you free associate. And then maybe you get to a point where you want some journal prompts and you want to actually have a topic to write about. Or then maybe you ask yourself, okay, at the end of my journaling, I'm going to write down three things I'm grateful for because gratitude is really like the antithesis of negative mindset, but not in a toxic positivity way, more so just a way to ground yourself and reset. And so it's about learning what works best for you And there's not a one-size-fits-all approach. Yes, we all need self-care, but it looks different from person to person to person. You know, I know my significant other is one that really likes to do projects. And so she'll go outside and work in the yard or, you know, do something that needs to be kind of fixed up around the house. And that's really, you know, cleansing and and enjoyable for her. Whereas for me, I might want to read a self-help book or I might want to journal or I might want to do something creative. It's really about knowing yourself, getting in touch with what you need, and then allowing yourself to do that thing, even in just small doses So that you don't get so fused with that negative mindset. You know, it's like we don't want to get fused with toxic positivity. We also don't want to get fused with negativity. We want to find a balance in between those things. And it is possible. It is. But right now, we are experiencing a very high level of emotional upheaval. And that's going to take a little bit for us to really regulate from. Sometimes manual labor is very gratifying. You know, you Mm-hmm. Start a project and you see it to fruition. There's just something mm-hmm. about seeing that finished project. And that's not for everybody, but you know what, mm-hmm. it, what it might be, you know, starting a little something for yourself and watching mm-hmm. it all then seeing it through. Definitely uh, very helpful. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I'm cracking up. I know we got to wrap up, but like as we were talking, Kitty walked behind you Uh, and then walked back behind you. And I was kind of laughing because, you know, also having, you know, interaction with animals or, you know, they're kind of like part of nature, if you think about it. Um, You know, that that whole thing of feeling like, you know, you're you're never as lone as you as you feel or think you are. But your brain can kind of lie to you and make you feel very isolated and very alone and which can lead to feelings of loneliness and isolation. And 
that's not what we're going for either. So it's really about trying to reset. And I don't know, I was kind of going with it today. I was like, what do we want to talk about? And I feel like because I've had, you know, personally been dealing with it as well as professionally getting a lot of input from people thought it was at least important to talk about briefly. So I, I hope that people are finding this helpful. Just my, my encouragement is that you will find ways to take care of you and to give back to yourself mentally and emotionally so that you don't feel like it's a constant, you know, like let's just input all the negative and grind, grind, grind and hustle, hustle, hustle till we just feel overwhelmed and almost numb, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I've been out and about working pretty much this whole time. Mm-hmm. Um, I got lucky and had when it all first went down some unoccupied places to work in. And mm-hmm. fortunately, it's been helpful that I have that, you know, because mm-hmm. I'm still out moving. But I can't imagine what must be like to mm-hmm. just to be like stuck at home and not being able to interact mm-hmm. with the people that I care about. Yeah, absolutely. And so it's, you know, it's also about trying to maybe build some community and build some connection and, you know, that kind of allowing people to feel that they aren't alone, you know, and we do have the benefit of technology that allows us to stay connected to people that we love and care about in ways that maybe we wouldn't have been able to do, you know, many years ago. So it's almost like, how can we use that to our advantage, but then also, you know, not consuming so much media or being so inundated with it that it like adds to our levels of, you know, negativity. So it is right now, it's all about balance. And, you know, we're going to keep talking about it, even if, you know, we just touch on it each episode a little bit, because I think it's important. And I, and I really don't want people to feel alone. It's like, if you feel that alone, reach out to me. I will at least be able to respond back, you know, and be like, hey, let you know, I'm, I'm thinking about you. I'm sending love your way. Um, sometimes just feeling that connection can do wonders for a person. So, yeah, absolutely. 100%. I agree with you, man. You yeah. know what? If you need some interaction, uh, I'm hosting at Backdoor Comedy Club <laughs> in O'Fallon, Missouri on August 14th and 15th. So come out oh, there and you laugh go. and I'll say hi to you. And you won't You'll say hi? Lonely. Yes, I'll just say right, hi. Right, right. I'll give you a hey. <laughs> so if people do want to follow along with your comedy or whatever you've got going on in your world, how can they find you? Follow me on the Instagrams at rcashcomedy. Awesome. Awesome. Um, You can always find info about everything I've got going on on my website, lindsaywalden.com. I have links there to all of the past blog episode, blog uh, post, all of the past podcast episodes. You can also find me all over social media on Facebook. It's at this is, nope, excuse me. I always do that wrong. On Facebook, it is Lindsay Walden Consulting or Lindsay Walden Therapy. You can find me in both of those places. And then on Instagram, I'm at this is Lindsay Walden. Sooner rather than later, I will have reset my Instagram processes. At the moment, it's kind of on pause, but I'm working on it. And then I have really been growing my following over on TikTok and have the ability to go live over there and connect with my followers and, you know, trying to offer, you know, extra bits of support. So it's at this is Lindsay Walden on that platform also. And then I always have plenty of things for you to read and look at on Pinterest. It's therapy thoughts. So find me in all of those places. I do hope you're taking time to take care of you, trying to still live your best life in spite of whatever setbacks might be occurring. And we will be back next week with lots more.